Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Cañas. And today I have with me Mike Egan, longtime insurance technology professional and nowadays executive director at the Independence Hub. Mike, thank you for joining me today. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, so what is the Independence Hub? So the Independence Hub is a nonprofit that helps neurodivergent adults in the insurance industry through awareness, jobs, and advocacy. Uh, we're a 501c3, and we operate um, around uh, in the entire U.S. market. Okay. So, so neurodiverse... Uh, are we talking ADHD? Are we talking uh, on the spectrum? Yeah, are, are so neurodivergent people are 20% of the population and, and includes conditions. Uh, the, the most common uh, ones are uh, autism spectrum disorder, ADHD, uh, dyslexia, believe it or not, PTSD is a kind of neurodivergence. And what neurodivergent means is thinks differently, right? Um, as I said, it's 20% of the population. And the idea is that because people's brains operate differently, they may be suited for different kinds of jobs. And that if you could make some one minor accommodations in some jobs that you may be able to um, get the benefits of either a, a, a uh, source of labor um, where one's not available or uh, a source of labor that is um, superior in uh, productivity and then in retention. Um, the most common example in insurance is around quality assurance testing. So if you have any kind of systems implementation and you need to do uh, acceptance testing or uh, testing actually at any level, there have been a number of examples um, beginning back as far as 2014 with the DXC Dandelion program using autistic testers to test code. Does that make sense? Is that, is that what you're looking for? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, tell me about, about the Dandelion program. What, yeah, what so dandelion actually, so the it's it's not just the so the dandelion program is part of this dandelion concept that was very popular, like around 2014, 2015, 2016, and most of your neurodiversity at work programs kind of stem from that work that had been done there. A lot of it is in. Um, the Far Eastern market, a lot of um, the U.S., I would say, is probably with respect to adopting neurodiversity and these kinds of ideas is probably a year to two years behind Europe and maybe a little more behind um, the, the Pacific Rim. A lot of the research, like, so the term neurodiversity itself was coined by an Australian um, uh, social scientist in 1998. So, and if you go and do research, a lot of it will um, be out of uh, Australia. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Um, okay. So, 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 what, 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 what is the, what is the business case? So, so, on, on yeah. one hand, 
we, we definitely have a talent problem in insurance, right? We have a lot of retirements. We have a hard time yeah. attracting and retaining, you, especially retaining young talent. Um, so, yeah. so any new, new, new population that we can reach and, and especially that we can retain is, 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 a, is, a, is a big win. Uh, you, you, you talked about, about small accommodations. So, so what, what kind of accommodations can, 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 can be used and how do we know who to, who to give them to? So, yeah, so let's look at um, the best way to, and I learned this from Judy at UConn, the best way to look at um, a neurodiversity program is to think about it in terms of a single use case, right? So we'll take a use case all the way from hiring to that person being onboarded, right? And look at the places where there's value in that business case, right? And so we'll have, we'll, we'll try a real example. So let's say that you are um, an insurance company and you're a regional, uh, regional carrier and um, you do a lot of development work uh, on your own, right? And you have a testing group that has been um, that testing group, there's people retiring from it and that function really can't be uh, replicated with the staff that you have right now. You just don't have the people to do it, right? So this insurance company um, has a couple choices. One, and this is what's been happening a lot in testing is they will um, just not do it. So, so they'll push this testing function onto some other business, right? Or they will go out into the market and buy testing off the shelf. So the, um, the autistic testers that we employ through, um, that we do with uh, Pathways for Autism, that's a service that could be offered to that carrier as opposed to going out on the market and it's competing head to head with another, um, uh, with anyone who's, somebody who's just doing testing. And that is one way, right? There, there's a business case. It's pretty clear there is a service that's needed and there's a service that's available to replace it, right? In, if you want to start hiring autistic people on your own, so what you do then is you'd have to go and look at uh, a program for your entire enterprise. And in that point, you might engage with, um, with Judy at UConn or engage with your HR to take a look at one, how you hire, two, having manager training for everyone on board. And the business case there is going to be um, recognized in uh, retention of staff, or it's going to be recognized in um, uh, in um, lower costs to your <laughs> to your IT organization. I'm lost, Tony, in this answer. <laughs> with 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 two ADHD guys, it's it's always yeah, fun. Yeah, it's that's a horrible uh, answer. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to cut that. <laughs> I got lost. So no, what are we trying to do here? We're trying to get me to say what the business case is. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you you were you were doing a good job of explaining the 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 uh, the business case. Yeah. Uh, I I think you mentioned pathway to to autism. 
Yeah. yeah. And that, that's the piece. Like, what is Pathway to Autism? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we are working with Pathways for Autism. This is an organization in Orlando run by Alex Buckles. And what they do is they handle the um, actual employment of the um, autistic people. So they recruit the staff. They hire them as a W-2. They take care of the accommodations that they would need on their site, right? So instead of buying uh, an autistic person or a neurodivergent person for your organization, it's a, it's a way to um, access them without um, having to, to do a hiring program. And what the Independence Hub does is we sit in between and help with the program management. So in the case that I was giving before about the, the, the carrier wanting to create the, um, the testing use case, you know, they, have to, they, they need these testers. What the Independence Hub would do is help them build that use case, help them build the, um, the test scripts, make sure that the program is launched on time. So it's our insurance expertise on top of the pathways for autism expertise to deliver something that an insurance company could understand and bite and a leader could bite. So what we're, that's what we're trying to do with the business cases instead of having to explain it like 20 times like I just did, be able to package it up into something that just be honest with you, competes on the open market. And the way we're going to market is, yeah, these are autistic testers, but this ain't no charity. What, 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 these people are better at it, <laughs> and, and there's reasons why. So it's a competitive yeah. advantage. What, what, why? Why are people on the spectrum yeah, better so at Yeah, so they uh, have an attention span. They, so autistic people look at the world differently. Uh, Temple Grandin talks about it in her book, and it's seeing in pictures. So instead of, and I hope... I. I'm not a doctor, right? I'm a salesperson who, and I have ADHD, so I really get into stuff until I don't. So um, autistic people look at the world in pictures like words. We use letters, right, to make words. Well, uh, Chinese characters represent whole words, and the autistic brain and the autistic mind is more like that, which makes them better testers and it makes them able to concentrate for longer periods of time. Now, what do they need? They need someone to tell them it's time to start and time to start, stop. They need someone to feed them good food so that they don't just keep doing, because they will just keep working and working and working and not take their needs on their own. If you're an ADHD guy, you know what that's like. It's like when we do hyperfocus. It's, it's, it's the same kind of thing and they get into it. Um, that, I don't know if you saw on my invitation that 60 Minutes article, so it's really good. It's like, it's maybe 10 minutes, but there's a 60 Minutes article, and it is about the um, people on the autism spectrum who are really good at doing um, reviews of websites to look for errors, so if there were like it's supposed to be 1099 and it's actually 1047 on that. There's those small errors. And this guy, they profiled, this guy made a whole business out of it because his son was autistic. Okay.
Yeah, um, so there's cool stuff. And that that's kind of what, back to what this started when you asked about Project Dandelion, that was that whole dandelion concept, right? That, like, there's a whole bunch of different things that can grow, and there's a whole bunch of things that you think may not have value that have a lot of value. And as the, the economy changes more, those kinds of roles and the ability to be innovative has much more value, I believe, than even it did 20 years ago. And insurance needs to get more of these people um, or they're going to lose out to other industries. Because now that other industries are doing things like predictive modeling, the, the, the neurodivergent people who are here already, they're going to have options that maybe they didn't. Because a lot of neurodivergent people are the ones who are doing that modeling, man. They're the actuaries who are do. They're on the autism spectrum. They're doing all this modeling, and now other industries might want them. Okay, um, looking at the, the, the website, um, what 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 is the NTA trade association? Yeah, so NADA is, and it's, so the words in neurodiversity are really hard to say. So we're trying to make, you know, trying to shorten things. So NADA is a neurodivergent trade association, and we are organizing um, neurodivergent professionals in the industry to create mentors, because that's one of the critical success factors is to have a mentor. And in order to get a mentor, you need to have a group um, that are together. And so our, as part of our awareness program, which is something I wanted to talk about you with as well, we are doing a road show where we're gonna have a booth at probably seven to 10 of the major events. Um, you know, the ones where I would see you like ITC, we were at ITC and had a lot of success. Um, so we're going out to our donors and um, getting supported. Um, AGIA just, um, I don't know if that's, it'll be by, by the time this gets done. So AGIA just announced that they're gonna be a platinum sponsor, but we'll be at the bigger trade shows exhibiting and signing people up for NADA, and then also gathering personal stories about um, people who are neurodivergent and what it is that they need. Okay, fantastic. So, so, so you're, you're aiming to, to get the word out uh, via go, going to some of the major trade shows in insurance. Yeah. Uh, already did ITC, and that, that was a success. Uh, and looking at, at, at creating a mentor blank. program. Uh, You're blank we, again. <laughs> you can hear me, right? I can now, yeah. You were blank okay. for a while. Okay. Uh, so, so looking at also at creating a mentor program for the, yeah. for the oh, perfect, yeah, perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect. Okay. Um, and what, what about neuro empowered and neuro works? Yeah. So, uh, neuro empowered is, um, the framework for the newsletter we are sending out. Um, it's just a blog. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it's just a blog. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, 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 what about NeuroWorks? So NeuroWorks is um, 
the idea that we we came up with as a platform for offering um, a complete set of neurodiversity services and that could be licensed. I have a colleague of mine joining in January or February and Danny is gonna run that NeuroWorks platform um, and it will consist of um, use case libraries, training materials, um, adapters to um, companies like Mentra and other uh, job board type providers. Okay, so, so for, for, for any leaders at insurance companies that, that, that agree that this is an important, uh, an, an, an important uh, yeah. campaign, <laughs> an important yeah. organization, how, how can they get involved? So the first thing is to just get basic awareness of some general facts about neurodiversity. And it takes about a minute. It's on our website and I can just summarize it here. 20% of the population is neurodivergent. They have an 80% under an unemployment rate despite having very relevant skills. With the insurance industry losing what is projected to be 400,000 people, professionals in the next three to five years, looking at and adopting neurodiversity programs is gonna be a business imperative for those leaders, right? So once you realize that this is um, an opportunity, not something that you're just gonna to have to impose or an entitlement of some kind, that mindset shift um, I think is the first thing that leaders need to do. The second thing that they need to do is to identify some place in their organization where they think that they can personally sponsor a neurodiversity, neurodiversity pilot and seek out a partner, like somebody like Judy Riley at UConn or another, there's a, a many, many very qualified for-profit and non-profit companies that can help you do a neurodiversity pilot. But the key is that the leader has to be involved and has to have a personal stake in it. And any program that you'll run through will have three elements. So the first element will be, as I said earlier, there has to be some kind of mentorship program that is outside the employer. So there needs to be a larger industry um, uh, mentorship program. So we would ask for that leader to, to work with us to help launch NADA. The second thing that needs to happen is managers need to have a basic kind of awareness training. We offer some basic training. We're not experts at it, but we can point you to some people that do really good one to two hour kind of very basic training on neurodiversity, recognizing conditions, what the ADA says about it. So it's, it's just really HR friendly, but those managers, that little bit of knowledge will help them understand that when they have an employee that interrupts them a lot, it's not because the employee is dumb or me or whatever. Just understand what it is a little bit so that you can get the right kind of people in the right kind of roles. You don't want someone who interrupts somebody all the time in the wrong kind of role. 
So it's more about that kind of right sizing and right positioning people around that manager training and then coaching those managers. And then finally, the third thing that the leaders would need to do is to change the, the way that they do interviews so that interviews are not one and done exercises. That what interviews are, are opportunities to engage with the talent pool over time. So whether that means extending into colleges, I think I've mentioned Judy Riley a couple times at UConn. She has, I think like in the high 20s of, you should interview Judy too. She's in the high 20s of um, colleges where they're all having the same problem. They are doing a really good job of teaching neurodivergent brains, right? Like my kids, that's how I learned that I'm ADHD because my kids had some special things that helped them. And I was like, wow, that's really good. Maybe I should have done that, you know, like, woo. So as more of that happens at the, at the education level, right? They're gonna be graduating into a workforce that isn't ready for us. So. What Judy's doing is trying to get the educators and the employers together on a, a, to, to, um, to create a clearer path. And so if I had to say to leaders, what are the three things that you can do? The one is you can contact me and help me get NADA off the ground, right? And help me get these, um, just this very basic level of understanding that I've stated here out into the industry and then have, um, get started on some kind of pilot, whoever you do it with. Okay. Um. When it, when it comes to interviewing, I think that, that that's what, I, I, I agree that that's a lot of the time where things go wrong for neurodiverse people. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, because interviews are, are not great at measuring job performance. Uh, they're, they're more about measuring yeah. social skill. Uh, well, right? so, yeah. So are, are there resources to, to improve our, our interviewing to be, to be more friendly yeah, that's Judy does that. So Judy works with an organization called uh, Neurodiversity at Work. It's part it's part of the um, employer roundtable. The only insurers that um, have joined that organization are Travelers and Prue. So, like I said, if the, the US, yeah, there is a start, but we are behind. I mean, we're definitely behind, and it's at the industry's peril because. I think we have more neurodivergent people here than other industries do. And I think it's because you have, on the producer side of things, you have all these ADHD people because one, it was the only place they could get a job in a lot of cases, right? So there's, you know, they'll give anybody a chance in that producer world, right? And so there's some room for people to make things happen in their own way. And then on the other side of things, on the, the more on the autism, the, uh, the autism spectrum side of things, actuaries, data analysts, all of those heavy STEM skills, because STEM skills are associated with uh, ASD. And those are the two things that drive this entire industry. I mean, and everyone knows the joke about what do you call an actuary with a personality, a CEO. I mean, yeah, it's, that's who a CEO is. It's, and they're here and we're here. Yeah. 
All right. All right. Very, very interesting stuff. Uh, for the listeners, check out the website, the, uh, theindependencehub.org, uh, and help help sponsor to 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 get a booth at, at the uh, at, at the big trade shows. Uh, definitely something we can do much better at. And given the the unique situation of the industry where where we are losing so much talent to retirement, and very interesting points uh, about how we probably attract more neurodiverse talent that, than other industries have in the past. Uh, very, very interesting analysis. Would love to, 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 if anybody has numbers on that, if anybody's done research on that and has numbers on uh, the, the neurodiversity of insurance as it is today compared to the average industry, would love to, to see that. Uh, so Mike, thank you so much for, for your time. Very, very interesting stuff. Thank you for, for taking this, this fight. I, I, I do yeah. agree that it is something that we can definitely improve uh, and, and something that, that would be really good for, for, for the industry to do better. Thank you.